Hello, and welcome to today's very special championship edition of the Daily Beard. I am Jason Fox, and I am still Lee Cloud's beard. I am also somewhat sad, because as you may have noticed from the attire that I am wearing, I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and the Kansas City Chiefs lost the Super Bowl badly. Very, very, very badly. For those of you who have not been following along, I'm from Kansas City. Actually, I'm from Independence, which is a suburb of Kansas City, uh, the home of the 33rd president of the United States, Harry S. Truman. I grew up literally about eight miles down the highway from Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Chiefs. So I was quite excited last year when after 15 years of futility, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And now I am not so excited that they have lost badly in this year's Super Bowl. But it is just a football game. And of course, I'm dedicated to you, all 13 viewers of The Daily Beard. And I will give you my Super Bowl ad review now. Now, that is a little different from what I usually do as Lee Klaus Beard for over the last 12 years. I do not typically comment on the ads on my Twitter feed. But for the last 14 years on my own blog, The Ad Hole, which is um, not very active anymore because I do Lee Klaus Beard, but I still do an annual review of the Super Bowl spots that I call the Super Hole. But this is the 15th one, therefore it is Super Bowl 15, and each logo, if uh, you go, if you see the logo that I put the beginning of this video, each logo is based on the logo of the Super Bowl that it ties into. Super Bowl 15 did not have a very exciting logo. There you go. Nonetheless, let us get to it. I am only doing the top five. Once upon a time and for many years, I reviewed every single ad and gave it a grade. That was a lot of work, especially a lot of work when you weren't getting paid anything to do it. So I've stopped doing that and I have my top five. Before we get started with the top five, we could say this was a year of really terrible montages. This happens a lot. It happens every day in advertising. Too many montages that don't say anything that anyone really cares about. They try to be uplifting and they fall flat or they try and say something quote unquote empowering and they don't empower anybody unless you're trying to empower people to change the channel or mute the television. In that case, they work quite well. Please do something more. Do it. Knock it off. Just and if you want to be unifying, maybe get someone who's not a polarizing entertainment figure to give your spiel. Also, Ram Trucks already did that much better several years ago. Okay, here we go. With the top five. I'm sorry, it's very late at night. I'm a little punch drunk from actually being punched by my children, who are hopefully asleep by now. If you want to read about this instead of what listening to me ramble, I will have, um, well, I'll put a link right here in a super and you can type it in old school in your browser window. Number five, M&Ms come together. This ad probably isn't going to appear really high on a list, on a lot of lists, because it appeared earlier in the game. Nonetheless, I think it was a hoot. It featured Dan Levy, who is a second-generation comedy genius, 
and I think he actually detracted from the spot, through no fault of his own. But he takes you out of the moment. There are many vignettes uh, that come through with these nice little um, plays on uh, cultural uh, moments that have been going on in uh, our universe for the last, you know, year, two years, three years, but things most people are going to get, and they do them in a nice comedic way. Lots of snappy dialogue, great editing, great direction, great casting. You know, the things you typically want to do if you want a great spot. And then we get to Dan, and it's Dan, and you know it's Dan. It actually works better if you don't know it's Dan. In this case, ignorance does work in your favor. Nonetheless, a very good spot. M&M's typically does very good spots. And it's also my favorite candy. So maybe I'm biased. That's okay. It's advertising. It's, a, it's subjective. Unlike many of the things many of you think are subjective and you tweet about on the Twitter that are actually objective. This is advertising. It's subjective. And it's my blog. I get to be right. Oh, anyway, I guess we should watch that spot first. Here we go. I feel bad for kicking your seat on purpose. I'm sorry for mansplaining. That's when a man... I know what it is. We should have just told you it's a boy. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to hear all that. Sorry I called you Karen. That's my name. Sorry your name is Karen. I promise I will not eat any more of your friends. Really? Okay, it might happen one more time. Number four, Paramount Plus, Sweet Victory. This actually uh, goes to the entire Paramount Plus campaign because I thought it was funny. I know, right? I just thought it was funny and very well done. If you're going to pitch another streaming service that's named with another plus, seriously, call me when you want a name. I've done a lot of naming. I will not just throw a plus on the M and call it good. I will also not charge you $250,000 to do so. 100 grand tops. And it won't be a plus. But for Paramount Plus, you could have just done a montage. You could have shown all the content you're going to have on Paramount Plus. Instead, they were inventive. They're like, why do we have this mountain? It's been our logo for the last 800 years. Often in front of movies, they do, do something cool to fade from Paramount to the opening scene. Think Raiders of the Lost Ark. Go back and watch that opening if you haven't seen it lately. So the creative team decided to do something with the mountain and they chose characters out of all the shows that are going to be on there and they did something good with it. Is it the best ad or set of ads of all time? No, I don't think any of the ads in this year's Super Bowl are going to go down as classics of Super Bowl advertising. But this was good. It was fun. It ended with an insane Patrick Stewart being some kind of, I don't know, Charlie from Charlie's Angels type character who suckered all these characters to climbing a giant mountain. And so our heroes reach the summit of Paramount Mountain, where they are greeted by a very handsome man in a tuxedo. Patrick Stewart? Yes. It was I who summoned you all here. But why? Don't you see? This is a metaphor 
for how we're all streaming on Paramount Plus now. Bingo, genius. Sorry, we climbed all the way up this mountain for a metaphor. Well, some of us did. Well, it is elegant storytelling. It's a little complicated. I lost an arm. I lost a glove. I'm going home. Oh, silly goose, you are home. We live here now on Mount Paramount. Isn't it glorious? What are we supposed to do up here? We dance. Sure, let's make it weirder. Patrick Stewart, you crazy for this one. This is... So wait, what's happening? We're metaphors, we live here now. Oh, dance like a metaphor, how hard is that? Come on, frolic! Isn't this delightful? And so they all lived happily ever after on this mountain of entertainment, which is also a streaming service. Number three, General Motors. No way, Norway. This one featured Will Ferrell as, let's face it, Will Ferrell. It was Will Ferrell doing the Will Ferrell shtick. Not the Ron Burgundy shtick, just the usual Will Ferrell shtick, which is still funny. I'm sorry, it is. When he does it well, it goes over very well. And this, I thought, was good. It was much better than being lectured to about how electric cars are going to save the planet. Maybe they will save the planet. I like electric cars. Instant torque. It's all good. It's a fun, happy time for all. But I don't need to be browbeaten into buying an electric car. And this went the opposite route, and I appreciate that. And it did a very good job. Brought in a couple other famous people, and it was, yes, wait for it, funny. I know, right? And of course, Will and I share the same hairstyle, so there's that. Sorry. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> well, I won't stand for it. Never mind. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're gonna crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America. Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really an Irish lady. I don't lately. care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. Ah! <clears throat> Aquafina, sorry to disturb you, but Norway's beating us at EVs. Nah. -uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Meet me there in an hour. Can I ride with you? No! GM's Ultium battery is made for all types of vehicles, so soon everyone can drive an EV. Oh! Why didn't we all just go together? No one will, he's probably flying private. Hey, Norway, listen up, you fish-loving! Oh, this place is adorable. Damn it! Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it! Number two. The only non-humorous spot on this list goes to Toyota with the Jessica Long story, which I think is actually titled Upstream. This is a masterclass in storytelling. 
the only reason it gets knocked down a notch or two is because it could have been anybody. It didn't really tie in Toyota too much, aside from it being for uh, touting Toyota's sponsorship of the Paralympics, which is good, which, you know, it's a, it's a good cause to sponsor and whatnot. But take, take that aside. There, it's very rare that you can take something where the strategy is a little iffy and you still pull something off like this. It's just great. It's a great structure. It's great writing. It's great direction and set design and just the production. It wasn't saved by the production values. It had a story without the production values. Within the production values, greatly enhanced the storytelling, which is what production values are supposed to do. They're not supposed to cover up for your mistakes. They're supposed to enhance your strengths. And that's what they did in this case. And I love that the spot started with the fact that Jessica Long is a Paralympian instead of holding out until the end. And it's a big reveal. Oh my gosh, her parents adopted her even though this was going to happen. No, we know up front. We know up front what the end of her story is. And they made it powerful, not in spite of that, but because of that. I just thought it was superbly done. Kudos to whoever came up with any part of that ad. Great job. Mrs. Long? Yes? We've found a baby girl for your adoption, but there are some things you need to know. She's in Siberia, and she was born with a rare condition. Her legs will need to be amputated. I know this is difficult to hear. Her life, it won't be easy. It might not be easy, but it'll be amazing. I can't wait to meet her. We believe there is hope and strength in all of us. Toyota, proud partner of Team USA. Finally, my number one ad of the night is probably going to be controversial, but not really. Remember, this is my opinion, and I get to have it. You don't agree? Eh, don't care. Tide, the Jason Alexander hoodie. Every, every time I see this ad, because I've watched it several times beforehand, because I have to make this video and write reviews of it, I laugh. I chuckle. I think it's a hoot. I think it's funny if you don't know who Jason Alexander is, because of the way they use his expressions on the sweatshirt, which frankly is a little creepy. Who wants to wear a Caucasian colored sweatshirt? I don't. Granted, that would make me just blend in all the more, and no one needs to know. It'd be like wearing camouflage, which is kind of creepy. I think it's hilarious. I think it's even more hilarious if you know who Jason Alexander is. I think it's super hilarious if you get the Greatest American Hero theme song reference. I, of course, do because I was taunted as a child for resembling the Greatest American Hero because I had blonde, curly hair. Here's a deep fake proving that as such. It's just funny. It's weird. Yes. Is it as good as a couple of years ago when it was a, the, um, it's a Tide ad campaign? Well, no. 
One, are you going to top that? Two, are you going to buy that many spots? Well, I guess if you're Procter & Gamble, sure, why not? You could. But this is a P&G spot that was much better than uh, the other P&G spots, like, I don't know, the Chork app. Not even going to discuss that. I'm not. I'm not. I just did a little bit, but now I'm going to stop. So kudos. Kudos to Tide for, in my view, being the best spot of the night. Hey, you have to wash Jason Alexander hoodie. That looks clean to me. Is it, though? You owe Jason Alexander Hoodie an apology. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Hey, that's my face! You can't just wear my face. My mom told me to say I'm sorry. Lots of um, honorable mentions here. Sorry, pardon me. Let me bring up my notes. Um, a couple of some honorable mentions are uh, Amazon uh, Alexa. Uh, I thought that was funny. I thought it was uh, well done. Was I the target on that? I don't know. Oh, and my own, uh, you know, Miss A just spouted off. Right? I said, said her name there in the background. Um, that was funny. They were basically selling nothing. They were selling a different shape to the same old device. So I applaud the creative team for coming up with something that was interesting for that. Uh, Doritos, Flat Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Who doesn't love Matthew McConaughey? He makes the bizarre Lincoln ads uh, good, or at least watchable and entertaining, or thought-provoking, or uh, puzzling uh, at the very least. But that was an, another inventive way of selling something that was really kind of stupid. I don't need my Doritos to be fat or in 3D or whatever they want to call them. I don't need that. No one needs that. It's a novelty thing that doesn't need to exist. But they made a humorous ad out of it. I appreciate that. I left. And uh, oh, GM's other electric car ad with uh, Edgar Scissorhands with a no-no writer and Timothy... You can pronounce his last name however you feel like pronouncing it. I enjoyed that one as well. I didn't think it was quite as uh, fun as the Will Ferrell one, so it didn't make the list. There are a few others. Not the best year, but not the worst year by far. So I am happy that it wasn't brands attempting to browbeat me with purpose and whatnot all day, every day, because I don't think I could have handled that with, again, my Chiefs stinking up the joint quite badly. But it's just a football game, and we'll be back again next year. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Who thought something crazy was going to happen like 2020 after the Chiefs won? Maybe because the Chiefs lost, it'll be a fantastic year. But then that means every time the Chiefs win... It'll be a terrible year thereafter. Let's not go with that. And on that note, it's really late and I should really go to bed. 
that you're probably watching this. And it's just Monday morning and you have work to do. And so do I. And on that note, have a good one. I'm Jason Fox.